Welcome back to Mixed Nuts, WSB Stony Brook, 90.1 FM. I got it right. I said the Stony Brook this time. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. I mean, not a radio week for us, but you know what? But, you know. Follow our station always. anyway. There's Radiothon that's going on. There's you know? Radiothon. Radiothon. Oh I know we're, this isn't going to be on the air, but like 631-632-6901. Check out, our, check out our Instagram. We'll post stuff about it. Check out Radiothon. You can get some cool merch. <laughs> We're designing new merch. Ooh, I'm checking yeah, it out, and it's gonna be really cool. Anyway, Harry, how are you? It's been a minute. We didn't have an episode. It's been last a minute. Week. Yeah, we're sorry we didn't have an episode last week. Scheduling and stuff, uh, working and life and the weather, humidity, temperature, Fahrenheit, Celsius, seven and eight, all of the above. Didn't work out last week, but you know what? You needed some rest. Wake up bright and shiny. You know. Yeah, we gotta tired get the con- best content possible. And how best are we gonna do that for tired? Harry, how was the desert? Okay, yeah. So if you guys I'm don't so know, which, which you probably don't know, but there's a desert in Maine. Did not and know. Um, me and some of my friends have been planning on going. It's like two hours uh, for a long, long time. And finally, all of our work schedules lined up and we decided to go today, actually. I just came back about an hour ago, took a nice nap. But wow, 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 was it beautiful. beautiful. But before we even got there, I didn't realize this. Maine has like 37 tolls to get anywhere. We drive in, oh, it's a really? 75 cent. Yeah, it's insane. So we get the 75 cent toll. We're like, 75 cents. 75 cents, that's nothing. Use the easy path. The next toll, the next toll, a dollar. We're like, okay, $1.75. Next toll, $3. And another $3 toll. And then we go to a rest stop. And then to get back on from the rest stop is another $3 toll. No. Like, oh, is this happening? So that's crazy. No, uh, that's but then we can, ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. Like I never, I don't think I need to go back to Maine for a little bit. We're kind of, kind of mained out. You're but the desert down. was nice. It was like a glacial desert, so it's not like sand. Sand is like silt sand, and it's it was really cool. We were acting like idiots walking around. I took a bottle of the sand, which I think is high key against the rules, but sue me. It happens. Yeah, just I'll just call the police like they're actually coming to your house right now so we might get a they little take my sand they take my <laughs> they sand rest, i swear to god the <laughs> it's they, can't, they can't with my sand uh but yeah it was really nice it's been nice hanging out with people oh and one of my friends pointed out that he really likes the memes that the mixed nuts account has been posting really? and i said it was all me anastasia posted none of them oh and yeah of course <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't yeah. been posting like everything. I've just been Every, all the I've been going so positive with all of these posts. Oh yeah. I've been seeing because like anything that pops up in my feed, there's like this um dancer, like choreographer dude that I follow and he posts all of his posts are basically like inspirational stuff. So I took from that. And then Instagram, so my FBI my personal FBI agent noticed that I was just being so positive and was giving me like the sponsor, like the ads and stuff were positive posts. And I was like, yes, it's giving me content. So we're gonna make a couple posts. But so many of them were like applying to like life, especially because I as I was telling her before this, this entire like these past two weeks the amount of boy drama that has been going on between not only myself, but literally all of my friends is insane. Like one of my close friends is on the verge of breaking up with her boyfriend. 
another one just broke up with him and he is she's like basically saying how she needs space and he's like great we took like a day to like not talk let's be best friends and she's like no like don't talk she blocked him <laughs> she just blocked oh, him no. yeah it was pretty oh, bad no. just a lot of stuff going on i have another friend who's like long distance with this dude and there's like a, there's so much stuff like, with me like trying to figure like trying to date in quarantine is just booty crack and it's a yeah. in the butt so a lot of my friends have been going to me for like advice and like how to like they've been feeling kind of cruddy because like breakups are hard on like everyone even if the guy or girl was like a butt crack like you feel like it hurts and you feel lonely especially in a time when you can't really go and hang out with anyone so the positive the positivity has been helping some people which is good and i'm glad because you always got to give those positive vibes you know a hundred percent anywho on an entirely different note i haven't been on tiktok recently but have you been continuing uh, your avatar series at all no, I really need, uh, like, um, my friends are thinking about getting it on the cast of it, but I've kind of put that on the backbone of my newest project is, so in Home Depot, they have these huge boxes, cardboard boxes, and it's like a dollar fifty for one. Yeah. So I'm thinking if I can get like 10 people to put 15 together, that's like, that's a crazy amount of boxes, $15 each, and that's uh, 10 boxes per person, like 100 boxes if that math checks out uh and build box sing say if you know avatar it's the name like bossing says the city but we're in like boxing say like could you imagine an open field open up the boxes tape them together like come on like wow I, I feel like that's such a bigger project than the avatar tiktoks themselves yeah but then i can do that voiceover that all the tiktoks have where it's like today i went to home depot and then i bought 150 boxes and then we go into a field and then we put them all down and tape them together we named it boxing say because you know what i'm talking about have you made any more tiktoks since i was like texting you about it i made i know those things where i don't really enjoy being on it and i know some people who really do uh but for me it's more like a creative outlet i made like two i made a i made an avatar one which I think now is my most viewed one, mm. but I, it's just, I don't know. It's just like if I ever get a, a burst of inspiration and it's, it'll take less than 10 minutes to do, I'll just get it done. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. It's like um, a mini project. If, if I have large projects on the back burner, a TikTok will take me 10 minutes and I feel like I've accomplished something. Talking right. to um, DJ Dokus, who's a uh, shout out, a uh, member of WSB team. But uh, he was, he's a real b- big proponent of just making something. And like, I wanna make a show with him when we get back to campus, if that's even possible. But uh, it's, there's really such a joy. And even if it's on Minecraft, or even if it's just a Lego thing, just like making something with your hands or not even just your hands, just make, putting your brain's creativity on paper, on screen, in the ether, just putting it externally is just such a relief. Cause it, it kind of is like screaming to the world, I'm alive, you know, I did this. It's an outlet. It is, yeah. No, it's an outlet. Like putting your all of your energy into one certain thing. Yeah, like buying a two foot long pipe of uh, copper and bending the tip and then having a large straw. All of your energy. No, but it makes all you feel so cool. Like when you're, especially if you're able to use something that you've made. Oh, yeah. Like that's so dope. Like being able to be like, I did this. Like I know a little while back, like I bought this like just desk for my mm. to do schoolwork and stuff on and I put it together myself and I was like sitting at it like finally when I finished it I was like I put this together <laughs> I was like this is amazing 
I was talking to one of my friends and we get to deep talking. Like we talk about like death a lot, just like just deep talks, like a good guy to have a real conversation with. Maybe we'll have him on sometime. But uh, we were talking about how like people who are old, usually it seems like a one of two routes where they just sit around and do nothing all day, you know, just like watch TV and just kind of waste away a little bit or really delve into woodworking or delve into a craft that they're super into. Like, oh, I'm really into bird watching, really into, Woodworking is a great example of that because I've heard of a lot of old people who do that or just little crafts like that. And I feel like that is so important because I don't know when I'm old, I don't want to just be sitting in front of a TV waiting till my time comes. I want to every day wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to make a chair today and just work all day on a chair, you know, and put it away and the next morning get back up or a miniature railroad. It's just like something to not wait, not just ask for death to come sooner, just something to just say that I'm doing stuff, you know, waking up at a certain time, having that routine, so important. Yeah, I feel like that's important, not even just when you're older, like that's important to do at any time, like especially when you have like long periods of free time, like as we're experiencing now, like I've noticed that too, like people so often jump to the conclusion of like, oh, I have to wait for some opportunity to arise for me to do something instead of hopping on it, like right then and there. Like, no, you have to really, like, it really has hit me too, because I'm sitting like, again, like I have anxiety and stuff like that as well. Like I've been kind of going in and out of like sadness and like being overwhelmed with stuff. And I'm just like, well, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like, I guess I'll just wait until like next week when this person's free to like go take this trip to here and, and there and like wait until quarantine's over to do that. I mean, in certain respects, like, okay, we do have to wait until quarantine's over to do a lot of things, but like, yeah. you don't have to, what I'm trying to get at here, I'm kind of rambling on is like, you don't <laughs> have to wait to be happy. You don't have to like wait to accomplish something. Like you can do it now and, and under certain circumstances again, no, I get what like, you're I'm going to go to a concert. It's like, you can't, yeah. you're going to die. But, um, well, uh, I think we're just as a species, we're just very much on the grass is always greener on the other side. Like, Hey, I got this and it's great. But the guy over there seems a little bit happy. Yeah, I want more. And there's no cap to that. And I think it takes a lot to realize that the grass is mighty fine under your feet. And so what if it's a little better, a little worse over there, you know? Uh, We're always just saying like, oh, next week I need to do this or I really want the raise or I really want the to get into this class or the A plus or the 4.0 or or to have the wife or to get et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of times you need to just literally stop and be like, life is pretty good and, yeah. and live in it. You know, you don't need the extra thing. And even when stuff is scary, like you have to be able to at least find something good because you could be sitting there and everything can be scary around you, but you shouldn't have to, I mean, of course, like if something's going on, like you have the right to be upset, you have the right to feel certain things, but it gets to a certain point where you're not really accomplishing anything and or doing anything for yourself really by dwelling on problems. Like you need to stand up and be like, because the one thing you do have control over in life and what I've really begun to grasp and it keeps hitting me in the face at like every other day or so is that the only thing we have control over is the present. Like anything that happened in the past, whether it be like five minutes ago, like a year ago, five years ago, or like whatever, or even stuff in the future, like with hypotheticals, like nothing's ever certain. You can't control that. You can't control what the course that the world's gonna take or what's gonna happen in five years, 10 years, as much as you wanna plan it out. But the one thing that you can control is where you're at in this moment. So. If you're miserable about something, if something's 
bringing you down. Like, you have the power, again, with certain circumstances, like, I know mental health is a big roadblock. Like, there's a lot of cases where yeah. you're able to easily be like, okay, I'm depressed. Let me stand up and do this right now. Like, that's not possible. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> given, like, if you're able to, like, if you were literally able to, you can stand, like, because I know there's a lot of cases where they're, I'm sad, but I'm able enough to bring myself out of it instead of dwelling yeah. on whatever bad is going on so like you just have to keep reminding yourself like you have control over things like i i when i was younger like i would tend to throw myself like pity parties sometimes for too long yeah. Like, okay yeah this happened which sucks but like get over it like stand up exactly. do something like you're not gonna do it nothing's gonna get done or get better if you're just sitting on your ass complaining about something like you need to stand up like do something that makes you happy like the other day like i yesterday actually i was just kind of feeling cruddy because like stuff with like boy problems yeah and i just was not feeling fantastic so i was like you know what like screw this like i'm my own person like i don't need someone else to like make me happy like i can do this myself so i just took my book i took a little ride i was playing some of your (laughs) of the week those songs are so okay you have the best driving music like it is thank you i drive 90 percent of my day is driving i love driving so it's the best no i just had there's this one road that's near um my house like you take the highway down a little bit it's like the town over where there's just one this one road it's called the pipeline it's like pipeline road whatever and it's just this straight a lot of people speed on it because it's like just yeah exactly road, and it's engulfed like it's just taken over by trees and you feel like you're in a tunnel oh i love there. it i love it and it's awesome yeah because this is very it's city-like suburbs not city-like obviously but yeah but just like suburbs like yeah it's suburbs so there's not like a lot of forests like nearby like in any woodsy areas so like yeah that's something i've been craving that really recently like i'm like nature yeah yeah like i need some nature so i was there with all my windows down i was just like blasting like uh, what, what the hell is it called rainbow kitten surprise or whatever is there yeah, something like that. It's, it's fire it's good it's good well to go back to what you were saying before like uh sometimes when i'm hanging out with my friends and then we get worked up about something and then one time we were working getting worked up about something and we're like why is there a problem we st- sat down and we thought about like why is there a problem because we were literally arguing about nothing and we're like the reason is a problem and 90% of the time when you find there is a problem, like, oh, I feel you're like angry or worked out about something. If you step back and really think about it, there is no problem. And like recently I've been getting more into like meditation and like getting more into Buddhism. like good heads. Buddhism, yeah, a little <laughs> bit more of it. And I've noticed that since I have, uh, a lot of times when I start heading towards a stress line where I'm just in my head the thoughts start racing and it's like it's like going downstairs like every thought brings you to a deeper darker thought and it trickles down until you're freaking out about what to order at mcdonald's or something really (laughs) and a lot of times especially recently i find myself i'm on step two or three and i'm getting there and i catch myself and i say to myself we've been here before we don't want to go down there and there's no problem and then you just climb back up and then you're back on the road one of the things that one of the main points that i've really come to terms with and especially like some of my friends are trying to get a little bit more in touch with the so, moment is, is trying to connect with the now like yeah. if you think about how crazy human life is we have to think about our future what we're gonna what we're gonna do now well school work relationships relationships we want uh we have to know what other mm-hmm. people think of us you know we have to know 
uh, if we want kids, we have to know everything. We have to know so much and also understand everybody around us to that make sure we play. Think right. that we don't have to. That's the no, thing. but I'm saying like we, we kind of do though. Like to be a part of a functioning society, you can't. You kind of have to play the game. Like you have to know to say hello when you greet someone. You have to know these social cues. You have to know your friends, know what to say around them, but know what to say not. And I'm not saying like stress about it. I'm just saying we we kind of as a species are actively aware of so much and it's all yeah. in our head like all of it's in our head well, and no wonder yeah. no wonder we're so stressed about so much no wonder we're never in the moment because if you mm -hmm. think like you're at work or something and you think for a moment what's going on in my life you could probably name more than 50 things more than 50 things you either have to do are doing or are thinking about actively that's insane mm -hmm. and it's overwhelming. Uh, yeah yeah it's, it's any human is going through this out at the same time it's it no wonder we're never in the present because there's so much just going on above us. There's so much in our heads. So what I've been trying to do is just every once in a while, just take a deep breath, clear your head a little bit and look around, just look around and then see, oh, there's a tree over there. You know, I see a bird. I'm feeling the concrete on my hands and just be in yeah. the moment. You know, a there's that. Mm -hmm. Oh, continue, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say, there's this type of meditation actually that, that was reminding me of like keeping it, it's meant to keep you in the moment. It's called mindfulness meditation. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah it, it literally directs you to become aware of everything that's happening to yourself in the moment. Exactly. And we to, yeah, calm yourself down. We try, we try so much to get, like, it's so hard to get to the moment. And one oh, of the a great analogy uh, I think of is one of the times in your life where you're 100% in the moment and not because you did anything is right before you kiss someone, right before you're going yeah. into that first kiss. There's, there's like a second before you actually kiss them. And at that point, you are in the moment. You're not thinking about Wednesday, I have work. You're not thinking about, oh, there's a test on Tuesday. At that moment, you are literally there. And that's why it feels like forever because a second is a long time. And we forget about it because we never pay attention. We're always up here in the ether in our brain. But yeah. a minute, insanely long. And when you get into the moment, it's it feels like forever. It's like a reset button. You have so much time on your hands. Because it's also, it's a different realm. We're so used to paying attention to like other, th we're so used to other things taking control of our minds exactly. that that's why those moments end up taking forever, which is like not a bad thing. Like it's an amazing feeling. Like, it's like on it's the same thing as before a kiss. It's the same thing on a roller coaster. When you get that when you get that drop and it turns from oh I I can't wait to get con candy. I'm hungry. I'm going with this girl I like. It goes from I'm going to die instantly. Yeah. Your kills you. <laughs> I'm going to die. Rushes you forward. Uh, one of the great analogy I think about being in the moment is if the front of you is the moment, you always take a couple steps back, like looking over our shoulders most of the time. But moments like that, when you're falling or when you're about to kiss someone or when you're it's just moments that shoot you into the moment, a beautiful sunset, just something that brings you there, you rush forward. You get jumped into your, in, in front of you. You get shot forward and all, all that stuff's behind you and you just get to enjoy being there. Yeah. And it's, it's just so relaxing. No, it's so beautiful. And it's something that, yeah, so many of us take for granted. Oh yeah. Like we ruin it, we ruin it. And we're just, we take all of it for granted. And it's just so unfortunate. Like even with like sunsets, or I shouldn't really say anything because <laughs> I, my entire feed is of sunsets. But even when I take I them, love sunsets. I feel, how could you not? Like, well, they bring you in the moment too, because you you're looking moment. at a sunset. If you objectively, what are you doing? You're just sitting there doing nothing. What we consider doing nothing, but you're doing so much more than nothing. You're just sitting, you're enjoying. You're enjoying this. the moment. And people, again, like 
what I, when I was like in my crazed like high school self, like needing, everything had to be for a purpose. Like everything yeah. had to be, this has to be advancing my career. This has to be make, making me healthy. I need to be getting something out of whatever. I think a problem in our society too, with like all this being in the moment stuff is that we never do that because it's so purpose. There's no purpose to it. It's just to, to be there, to exist. And I feel that it's such a strong, it's like, it's such a prominent principle in our society to have, everything has to be her reason. It doesn't. Exactly. And you really, I feel like once you get out of that mind space, you feel so much more free. Like it literally liberates you. Like once yeah. you can be able to sit on a block or something and just mm, like when I, when I went, out. yeah, after my drive yesterday, I was like, well, let me sit down. There's this duck pond that's like down that pipeline road thing. And I went there when I was younger and would feed the ducks and stuff, hence duck pond. Um, but I just, cause I went there, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna read, get a little bit of um, reading done. Um, Side note, I'm rereading the Hunger Games trilogy and it. oh, it's so good. I just, oh, the memories. But anyway, um, I just sat there for like five solid minutes and just looked at the sky and just let the breeze just touch my face. And I just took it in for a minute. And I really was like, I never do this. Like, I feel like we always have to be, do, we always have to have our hands on something. We always have to be looking at something. We always have to be thinking about something. Like exactly. I just tried in that one moment to make my mind blank. And it's really fucking hard. But once you're able to do that and just enjoy nothing. <laughs> enjoy it. And it's just so, oh, like you, you feel as light as a feather. It feels well, like you one thing, fly away with the wind. Yeah. One thing I've really learned is we take so much for granted. We take yeah. so much for granted. So much, like yeah. the trees, the trees we take for granted. And the stars, that was the thing that got me. I don't know if I already talked about this, but about a week ago, about a week ago, but um, <laughs> about a week ago, uh, me and my friends, we decided to go look at the stars. And it happened to be no moon that night, which was even better. Oh. And we were sitting on this perch in the apple orchard, obviously apple town, but we were sitting up there looking up at the stars and we saw a couple shooting stars, but like just the fact that we're all just sitting up there looking at the stars and you take the stars for granted. You know how many times I've been driving in the night and I'm just thinking about whatever and I forget that the stars exist. You could have asked me all last year, I would have told you that the stars didn't exist because I swear I never looked at them yeah. that whole But just sitting there looking at the stars and just saying, one, realizing how small we are. And it's not a scary thing. It's just, a, it's a great thing to feel. And just realizing that no matter what you do, those stars will rise again the next day. Like no matter how bad your day is, no matter you screw up, the stars will be there. And afterwards, just, just looking at those stars, you just feel so re refreshed. It is like meditation. And it is. it's, it's <laughs> like a crime. We don't teach kids more being mindfulness in school. Like it should be like everything else, 10 minutes at lunch, you know, just take a step back take a breath because a lot of times like you were saying we do stuff because someone tells us we have to be successful someone tells us exactly. we need a six-figure job we need to work our butt off we need to do x y and z just so that the moment before you die you can say oh i did a pretty good job what, and it, what's break, the goal? it breaks my heart especially when you mentioned starting to mention like school and stuff like that and it was really just hitting me because even in school, like you don't even have like, there were some, like I was insane, but when it was like lunchtime, I was like, no, I'm sorry. Like I'm taking a break. Like I'm not doing anything now. Like I'm yeah. eating, like I'm eating and that's eating, it. Yeah. Um, but some kids again, like would be even more hardcore than I was, would just be doing homework. Like, they'd have to scrounge up every second of the day, had to be for something, had to be for their success, had to be for the future. And it breaks my heart. Like you don't have, like when you go to these kids and you ask them like, 
what is it Why? that you care about? They can't tell you. They can't tell you. It's it's a thing that we all fall into because as a society, yeah. it's it's the, the question that no one asks. It's you need to be successful. You need to be the president of this. You need to have, you need to 4.0 validating like captain of the football team, whatever. You need all those things. And for what? So that when you die in a hundred years, no one's gonna still remember you? Like, what is the point? Because I can guarantee that in a thousand, ten thousand years, if the no human one. race is still alive, no one's gonna know who your senator is. No one's gonna really care about the president. You care about the fifth president of the United States. I don't talk about him ever. I don't even think I could name him off the top of my head. I'm just saying like, and he was at the time, wow, he probably felt great. You know, I'm the president of the United States, but nobody cares anymore. And in a thousand years, 10,000 years, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be the most successful. You don't need to do that. You just need to live your life and live it what way you want to live it. Like uh, here's another story that I, I, I don't know why I'm in story mode, but I was walking, uh, I was walking from a lake. Like I went to look at a lake with a friend and me and her were walking back and we got lost and it was it was fun i like getting lost because getting lost gives you a lot of time to just connect you know brings you together but we were walking on the side of the road and uh she was like and she totally disagreed with me but she was like i feel like i'm not doing a lot i feel like i need to do more like do something big like i'm not living my life and then i and i want i pulled her aside and i was like look around we're living right now this is it this is the moments like Moments like this, and she's like, it's not big enough. It's not big enough. It's not seeing the desert. Find big. Not... Like, what's it? Well, Why does what she it have used to as an example big? was like yeah. going to Boston. It's not a big adventure. It's not seeing the desert in Maine, going to Boston, uh, traveling to Europe. Those are, we do as a society characterize those as big things. But I don't see why those are any bigger than walking on the side of a road. Because the moments like walking on the side of the road, or if anything, more real than going to Boston. Because I remember when I, I was on that trip and I went to Boston and what did I do? I went into a couple shops, we got we got a burger mm-hmm. and then we drove back and the mo- my favorite moment of that trip was probably the car rides. Because you get to really live with the people. Like I don't need to shop at Primark. I don't need to get that burger. I Those are things I, if I die and my life flashes before my eyes, I want to skip those things. Those things don't matter. It's yeah. the car ride home. It's the walking on the side of the road. It's the sitting around a fire. It's it's the things that we think of as just little stupid things that don't matter that are the real big moments. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because everyone around us is always marking those places, like those big travel spots. Like you have to go here because it's a huge thing. It's a huge, it's a huge thing, which they are great to visit. Like I'm not saying like you shouldn't go there, but you really do it have for the right to- reason. Don't check the box. Like a lot exactly. of people do is check the box. Like, oh, picture in France, picture in London, picture in Egypt. And, and they just leave. They, but do you think, I have a question for you. Do you yeah. think that if you told someone you cannot bring, you cannot post a single thing about your trip or take a picture on your entire trip, do you think that they'd still take those big travel destinations? I think they would, but they'll do it completely different. I think a lot of the times you go there and instead of seeing Big Ben, which is just reality, just a big clock. I mean, <laughs> uh, they'd probably go to a cool small coffee shop, you know? Uh, they'd probably do stuff more living because we do as a society, especially now with social media, is check those boxes, you know? Oh, I did this big thing, check. Like, here, uh, here's a good example, like in, in college, me and some of my friends went to a museum, the Museum of Science. and. I, when I go to museum, I do the, I used to do the whole, just look at the pretty colors and leave. But this time I was like, I'm going to change. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to read the signs. Oh, it's so, I love reading the signs. Like sitting there and they were, they would walk around and take photos in front of uh, a stuffed bear or take photos in front of the planetarium and take photos of that. Well, I was dragging behind and this is the first time I've ever done it and just like sit and read the signs. 
And instead of taking so the much. photos, you learn so much. And then they were ready to go an hour before I was even close. And I, I talked to the people, like there are people in museums there to answer your questions. I spent 10 to 15 minutes talking to this woman about this huge meteorite. And we both left with a smile on our faces. And that is what the point is. You go to a museum not to check the box. Oh, look, I'm doing something today. It's to actually do something. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually went to, it, it, that whole thing that you said reminded me of this trip I took, because I, towards the end of last summer, like before we went to college and stuff like that, like I, I was kind of itching to get out of the nest and travel yeah. and do certain things, because I was just so sick of being in the bubble of my hometown. Like I was just mm -hmm. like, I need to get out. I need to spread my wings and fly away a little bit. So I just, one day I was feeling so antsy and I was like, I'm gonna go to the city. I'm gonna go to a museum. So I got my ass up, went on the train, because the train's like 10 minutes from me, and the city's like, what, like 30 express, like 45, yeah. like, not it, local. So <laughs> hopped on Metro North, went to the Guggenheim, and I think I was going to go to like the Met, but it ended up being closed that day or like the time or something. So I was like, ah, eh, fuck it, let me just go to the Guggenheim. So I went there and yeah. I myself like I've never I've never done that before because this is like just being able to I always had to tell my mom like oh I'm doing this like I'm gonna be I was like no that I'm doing my own thing my own trip and went there was just walking around and taking everything in by myself and there was this one exhibit that I found there like they were they were they're redoing like the whole place too so like so many places were closed but there was this one exhibit that I thought it really changed my view on a lot of things because I did stop and take I I it was called like the like the it was like a minimalist like abstract okay. art thing and i walked in i'm like this is so i also just came from like this whole colorful abstract thing and then i come in it's like minimalism and i'm like okay this is boring so i'm walking around i'm like what's the deal like it has like the the classic like couple stripes of pink on the a wall stripes like, of pink, yeah. yeah and then they had like one canvas that was like it must have been like 10 feet by like seven or something and it was huge like it was across the wall and it was just white paint i'm like what what like how is this and there was another one that was just a bunch of stripes like again like more just oh, yeah, painted yeah. stripes i'm like this is easy like why are people going nuts about this like why is this in a famous museum and then i looked at the um what's it called i looked at the little blurb next to change. them and I learned it, what it said in each of them was how each of them are made and that opened my eyes completely because as much as it looks like oh this was just a slap of paint on the wall or this or that it showed the amount of precision that each person took to make them like then you saw the movements that they, the artists themselves created it, it gave you a whole look on things like it's not just paint slapped on a wall it's not just a bunch of holes poked in a canvas like this person sat there and meticulously just went was making these little actions or did something very quickly like there was this one piece that was just a bunch of I have it on my Instagram it's just like a white uh white acrylic I'm pretty sure was it oil I don't even know but it was just a bunch of white paint and then a bunch of like black stripes through it and I was yeah. like I can make this in two seconds but even in this in the description like they're like yeah he had to make it very quickly because it was gonna dry in a certain way i'm probably describing this horribly but it's just you could no see, i get what you're saying you can see the artist making it and even there's this one um on some other wall like i said the big white canvas the white paint yeah. canvas i read it and actually it was about a story about this guard that used to work at this at moma i think and he got so inspired by the art there that he wanted to create something for himself and he 
made this whole thing with white paint. I didn't think it was like anything crazy, but it's like the, those stories. Yeah. You wouldn't have learned that if you didn't sit there and take it in. I, That's the thing yeah. about the moment though, is because when you're in the moment, you see things. Like a lot yeah. of the time when you're distracted, you don't see the guy that you could have a conversation with. You don't, you don't catch the thing in the corner of your eye. You don't, you don't notice the couple arguing over there and you don't, you don't catch all that because you're up there in your head. When you bring in the moment, you meet the guy, you meet the girl, you, you may have that connection, that conversation. Uh, there's two things I want to talk about with the modern art thing. Like, yeah. uh, a lot of people say, I mean, I used to be like you, I, I never got modern art until recently, but I've always, I've always been like, oh, I, it made me angry. Yeah, like the and, simple ones. It's the simple ones that you look at, like the white paint thing. And I'm like, what yeah. is it for even? There's also this other one that I thought was cool, not to cut you off, but. Yeah, no, it's fine. It was a bunch of numbers. It was the same okay. set of numbers written over, or no, it was like the same set of numbers going up by one digit next to each other. But it, when you looked back, it was a it looked like waves. Like oh. the shading of the colors looked like waves. And then there was like some weird thing going over the the speakers and it was like of some guy like mumbling into a microphone and I was like what is this like this is kind of creepy like what and I read again I read the blurb and it was like yeah. this guy wrote out every single one of these numbers and as he did so he said the numbers out loud I like and I think some different language yeah and I didn't know that until I looked at that and you you just felt the movement of the page yeah. you felt you just saw you saw a story. You saw someone's well, passion. I, I can imagine because we take numbers for granted too. Like we're yeah. uh, right now, I'm looking at a timer. I see shapes that we just accept represent things. But you know, stepping back, what is a three? You know, I can kind of see where he's coming from with that. But the thing about modern art I was going to talk about was yeah. um, everyone always says, "Oh, I can do that." But the thing is, you didn't, and you won't. That's the point. That yeah. oh, I could draw that striped line, but you didn't. And if you do, then kudos to you. But a lot of times people say, oh, I see that, I could do that. But you don't. And that's the difference. That makes all the difference. Yeah. Because just because you can do it doesn't mean you do do it. And doing it is is the important part. That's that's the important and part. Saying, and there's so many times more often than not that you see something like, oh, that looks easy. And then you actually try to do it and you're like, shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the second point I had was, hmm. it's funny that we look at modern art and we get angry. Because why do we get angry? Like, I, I was I'm a part of that. No, but that's not like what I'm saying is like, why would I be angry? All right, there's it's in a museum, right? What did it do? It didn't waste my time because I actively came into this museum. That guy, oh, I'm mad because he made a lot of money off of his seemingly easy painting. Well, good for him. Why should I be mad at his good fortune? Yeah, it's more Other like people, him for making that money off of that. Yeah, it's like, good for him. Other people pre, uh, get it or pretend like they get it, and I'm thinking they're lying. Maybe they're not. Why am I assuming they're lying? Like, to be, it takes so much assumptions and so much energy to hate something or to just dislike That's it. It's so, so easy just to accept. Like, we as a society, like, we put, if you think about something that you don't like, think of how much energy it takes to actively not like. Like, I, I do that with people all the time. When I used to not like people, like certain people, I, <laughs> I just used to not I like used to people. hate people. <laughs> no, but there were people that rubbed me the wrong way, and then you get into this, you get into this easy, uh, I'm gonna say rut, where their name comes up and instantly, without thought, oh, I don't like that person. You just say that you feel it, but why? Just because one day, three years ago, they said something to you, just because you were embarrassed by them, they embarrassed you, and then you have to assume they did that on purpose and that they haven't changed since then. Like, being angry is such a waste of everyone's energy. It's just such a waste. It Look is. at that art. Look at that art that you viciously feel angry about. 
take a breath and just say, good for them. I don't get it, but I don't need to get it because somebody does. The thing, that, the thing with that is though, I feel like a lot, in a lot of cases, people mistake hatred like they're envy for something for hatred like they, a lot of cases it's because like for instance like the art thing is a perfect example they see like this slab of paint on the wall and they're like i could do that like they're jealous of someone's mis- of someone's fortune of someone's mm. success the the way because I, I do feel like in, a, in certain instances like disliking someone is valid like there's this girl that like i disliked in high school for instance and like she always like screwed me over in any way shape or form like she acted like she was your friend and kind of just screwed you over and she just did that to my friend recently so i'm like okay nothing's changed um but whatever but when it comes to stuff like that that if you're and you you have to it's not disliking something i feel like that's more of an envious tone that you're kind of getting at like if someone's seeing something is like oh well that was easy like why can't i do it like i hate you then like i hate the art then it's making me mad like no instead of looking at something and being jealous of it, appreciate that someone did that, that someone's like that, like give them- Well, disliking and being mad and envious, I think disliking is acceptable always. You know, you can dis- I dislike tomato. I don't enjoy it. I don't hate it, uh, but I dislike it. Being envious, is it's just, the older I get, the more ridiculous I think. Why should I be mad at someone's good fortune? That's what I'm trying to get at. They got the job. Yeah, like- That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I don't know- It's a win-win situation. Yeah, exactly. No, I get what you're saying. Like, if they- job and it's not like if you competed over the same job and they got it yeah that's rough you feel bad obviously because it's like i wish i got it but it if it had nothing to do with you and it was their good fortune why not be happy for them exactly it's so easy to be happy and for someone i sense myself even especially for like celebrities and stuff like that oh, yeah. like, like I, talk I, stars like, and all that yeah i sense myself looking at them I'm like that's so easy they're making so much money off of nothing i get kind of je- i get jealous too and i'm just like Yelter. i wish i could be like that like this skinny rich thing yeah <laughs> having hair in the world like that's amazing but it, and i would get angry at that sometimes too i think anyone would but yeah you have to look at it in a different light of like why bring someone down for something like that to make yourself because it's to make yourself feel a little bit better because it's like, yeah, oh, it is like they're too skinny they're too rich like they're just a horrible but, person like no you need the to thing is nothing's changed like if it, you, you say hey, like oh like if you're here it's about being in the moment again like if you're here and you're saying oh i could do that and it's just your headspace but nothing physically has changed at all you're not better you're not worse than you were before you know you're exactly the same and I feel like hating on people and hating on things, um, especially where it's unnecessary, it's out of a place of envy, it makes you feel crappier. Like I feel That's like true. I feel better from loving someone and for giving my love and care to someone and appreciating them than it is to hate. Like when I, like you become that emotion, like that emotion, that, cause you're putting it out. How yeah. are you, like you need to embody that emotion in order to give it out. And I, I would hate the person, like for instance, that girl that I'm talking about from high school, um, like when I, when she do something that would be annoying or whatever, like I didn't like the person I became or like, even I'd see a picture of her and be like, oh, she's ugly. Like she smells like shit. Like, ah. yeah. but I feel like crap about myself. Cause like you, you're embodying that hatred and it just, it makes you feel like yucky. And then another, like, there's a, a good example of this is recently I was put into, uh, like a discord chat with a kid that I would have, would have told you beforehand. I didn't like. Like I would never have been friends with him and didn't like him. Uh, and we, we started talking and it could be the setting or anything. It was fantastic. He was a nice guy. He was, he was a nice guy. All my, all my opinions were him were completely wrong. 
completely off base, probably based on one or two instances years yeah. ago. And I still carried those until one day where it changed. And it just, it just seems ridiculous. It just seems ridiculous to dislike people because you don't, you don't know what causes that girl to be fake. You don't know if she's totally not doing well at all. You don't know that the reason she's fake and dropping friends is because she's so insecure that they're, you're gonna drop her. Like we don't know her mental state. We don't know why she does this because nobody wants to actively be mean because then you're just a psychopath. Nobody, if you enjoy- so much energy. Like again, like you so were saying, energy. like it takes so much. It's not even that it takes, I think it takes the same amount of energy to give someone love and to give someone hate, but it's the difference in energy. Like you're embodying something so good and embodying some, of course it's gonna feel like- When you love something, you build up. Exactly, and it's the same same amount of energy, but it's like one that's draining you and one that's building on you, you know? Because if you're excited about something, you feel energized, you know? Oh, I, when, you're, when I hear people, one of my favorite things to do is when I talk to someone is hear something that they're super passionate about, because then they start talking fast. They start yeah. using their hands yeah. more, their, yeah. their face yeah. gets a little redder. They're like, they're like jumping out of their seats. They're like, I love scooters. I, 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 scooter, you with your I straw. scooter all day. What? You with your straw? Like, when you hear someone <laughs> you talk about something, about, like, that was great. <laughs> oh my god! And then, it, then it gives secondhand happiness too, because when I hear someone talking so passionately, so in depth about something that, uh, to all intents and purposes, I'm not super interested in, or maybe I am, I get secondhand excitement. I start to really see it through their eyes. And the same thing is in reverse too. When I hear somebody, I hate them. I don't like this. This is horrible. This is the oh, worst. Oh, it's contagious. Like the negativity is contagious and it's disgusting. But it's also good in a sense. Like it's whatever vibe you put yourself in. Like if you're in a room of people who are like, I hate everyone. Like you're gonna feel, it. Dr- literally it drains the energy out of you. But it's like vice versa. Like if you're on the other side of that and you're in a room of people who are like, I love trees. Like I love the grass. Like, and everyone's just, it fills you up with that energy. Like in the other- Field, time. man. Field, just amazing. Field, you with your body. <laughs> yeah, I love my field. You love your No, field. but I, I totally, I totally get that. Another thing that, uh, I mean, my buddy, I, me and my buddy just keep having deep talks. He's, he's an outlet just like this. But one of the deep talks, like one of the things that really come to understand from that is we always say we want to be famous. I know this is kind of like a left turn from what we were talking about, but when you when you're envious of the TikTok stars or the the YouTubers, the famous people, politicians, anything you really want, you're envious of them. We kind of pretend like they're happy. They're happier than we are. We kind of pretend like I I could almost wager that they're just as happy and or unhappy as you. And I can wager that when you get rich and famous or if you don't or whatever, you'll just be the same happiness and unhappiness. It, the happiness doesn't come from externality. Like nothing really changes. Be, I mean? got the what did you, you say? Wait, what did I said, what did you mean by that? I'm saying like, just because you have a million in the bank and a thousand people are watching you, you're, I can almost guarantee you won't be any happier than you are now. It's just all about headspace. Oh, of course, no. All headspace. Headspace, but it's also, and another, like, since we're talking about like media and like, well, a hundred people like watching you and stuff like that, you're also not gonna put out stuff. That, I think I've mentioned this probably before on the show, um, but you're not gonna, like announce your like any inconveniences you're to yourself miserable. but you're not gonna be like oh hey everyone just wanted to i mean sometimes people do that like if they are in the public's like if the public is looking towards them for certain things and they are yeah but then that's also crafted too 
Yeah, so again, like it's them. not, but you, yeah, you don't see everything. And I actually, funny enough, learned this through watching Gossip Girl because it, it really hit me that way because I've never really looked at celebrities as, like, you don't really look at them as real people. They're real people with real emotions. They're like every day, like, they have their own drama. Like, you're not going to go out and be like, hey, like, I felt kind of depressed today. Like, I mean, maybe, but most cases not. They're going to be like, look at my new clothing line. Like, look at my toes. Like, look at my whatever. Like, they're going to make everything sound like everything's like happy daisy, like on a lot of senses, because they want their reputation to be better. Like, they want people to think that's they're a different. Person. That's no different than us normal, normal, quote unquote, us, mm-hmm. us non-famous people too, because when well, I'm meeting a stranger, when I meet a stranger, I'm not going to say, oh, I've had a bad week. You know, I've been constipated all day. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to tell them, I'm not going to tell them the not so hot things. I'm going to sell myself. Of course. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's the same shit, different color. And um, to what you were saying about how like we forget celebrities are real people. I remember there's a moment in like every human's life where they, re- they realize that their parents were kids too. And teachers are real people. Like yeah. we, it's the same thing. Like we forget, we pretend that they look different they act different and they they don't get it but uh, i guarantee your parents probably went through almost exactly what you're going through right now 100 percent, and that's why i think it's so important i don't know if this is like kind of random but like i think it's so important to keep like journals and stuff like that of your childhood and i feel, also feel like that's like one of the best ways to use as an outlet because when you're writing like in your notebook like no one's listening to you like no one can be like oh that thought's too extreme you're overthinking things like this is bs like you're an asshole you're not an asshole like no one can judge you and also it's a really good way to keep track of your progress like mentally and stuff too and also for like even i'm like even if my my kids or something like came across this it shows that you're like a real real person you're a real person like i've even found like my mom's like old like diaries she's like oh my god let's look through these like and see which ones are like okay to read (laughs) and like it's again like they have the similar situations that you went through too and i feel like you don't really realize especially with your parents that they're real people until you're around like our age or like your 20s and it's like this is an actual person with problems and when especially because you're seeing again people close closer and closer to your age having kids and you're like ah like they don't know what they're doing <laughs> like you think your parents your parents are like these almighty gods you know all when you're younger and as you get older it's like nope they still don't know anything just like me so <laughs> yeah. with that should we bring it to a break and then come back with some improv and wrap it up yeah let's do it let's hit it out we'll hope it. you guys enjoyed our, our ramblings as always so and we'll come back after this song indeed Hi, this is Rob, Dokus, Abby, Chris, Anastasia, and we are WUSB's Student Executive Board. We hope our listening family and all our Stony Brook University classmates and families are managing well in this precarious time. We are all home, but helping WUSB stay on the air remotely so we can keep you entertained and informed each day. For only $5 per month or $60 per year, you can join WUSB's family of radio supporters, enjoy special members' benefits, and get a cool radio thank you gift. Please help us stay on the air by calling 631-632-6901 or toll-free at 1-888-632-9872 or online at wusb.fm forward slash pledge. WUSB, the most dangerous station in the nation. Again, those numbers are 631-632-6901, toll-free at 1-888-632-WUSB, or online at www.wusb.fm slash pledge. Thank you.
my favorite that one was sound bites. Yeah, wow like, that one was wow, great great that I, I like the point where the bass made that ooh that sound yeah, a little little ding a ding whatever and, yeah i loved it and then the notes when they came in ooh wow i hope you guys enjoyed that too yeah they're fantastic but in our improv section today we are going to just answer some random like simple questions because i feel like in life 
the questions that are the most simple you never ask about someone like what's your favorite color i feel like that's the most important question to ask <laughs> yes it's from the hunger games and that's where i got inspired like ever since i read that I say, okay i i think i know what you're gonna say but uh to the listener you can play along too uh so scream out your favorite color favorite animal as well no matter where you are who cares yeah, let us know i love like if even if you gm us on mixmaps.wsb please like let us know i'd love to hear about it like it'd be fun like but yeah, no, like from, I think it was in Catching Fire. It's when they're on the train. They're going somewhere. I'm rereading the trilogy. I literally forgot what happened. But there, I remember them being on the train and they asked each other what their favorite color was. And it just showed a lot about them. And it was really cute. Like Katniss was green like the trees. And like Peta's was like orange, orange. like sunset. Yeah. So it's like, I always, right. when I get to know someone, that's like the first question I ask them. All right. So Sorry, what's ready? your favorite color? Uh, I go back and forth, but it has to be orange. I do really enjoy orange. It hasn't always been orange. It used to be blue, but something about the sunset. He was right. How about you? What's your <laughs> Peter was right. <laughs> he was right. Who's there right? Blue. Like the blue that's on my, this blue, or Ooh, like- Sky blue? The color of literally everything I own. My phone, my computer, my sheets, my everything. Literally blue. Blue, blue, blue. blue. Love it. All right. Favorite animal? Dog and duck. I can't decide which one. Dog yes. and duck. Giraffe. I, love I can see that. <laughs> I love the giraffe. The tongue, the color of the tongue. Favorite season? Summer. I'm a summer baby, so I am biased. Oh, it has to be autumn. It has to be the leaves. I have a fun one. Favorite freckle? Favorite freckle? Favorite freckle. You know, honestly, I don't think I have one. But I do like my birthmark. I have a cool birthmark on the side of my hip. Yeah. There's a really big one back there. I used to think, like, I got told once that a birthmark is how you died. So I was pretty certain I got speared through the side. (laughs) I love that. I have, I think one of my favorite ones, I have a dot on my middle finger. And it makes me happy. I don't know. I thought that, like, it's just a very strange place to have, like, a birthmark. But I thought it was Okay, right, what is your one scary story? Point your, uh, tell me a story about your scar. Like, uh, just name a scar that you have and tell oh, me a story about that. I have one in my hand that, oh my god, it looks, I don't know, you could probably see it through here. It's gross. I literally yeah. hate my whole heart. Um, it look, people say it looks like a heart. I think it just looks like a fucking blob. So the story was, I was in my technology class in like, I think seventh or eighth grade, eighth, I don't know, middle school. And we were making a house to like withstand a quote unquote hurricane. And I was crazy, I need to get good grades. So he's like, you have to finish your project like by the end of the period or else you're gonna fail the class. And I was like, ah! So I had a hot glue gun that was piping hot oh, for no. the whole period. And I squeezed it as hard as I could and it went straight from the piping hot glue gun onto my hand and I just saw my skin go away. <laughs> and I was like, ah! Oh, yeah, it was very goodness. bad. Go, what's yours? When I was little, I was bouncing on my couch and I jumped on the, I like fell because I was bouncing high and I fell to the left and there was a pencil standing right up and I fell right on the pencil and the lead is still in me today. And the doctor was like, oh, it's like a tattoo. You have a permanent mark. And I'm like, ooh, I have a tattoo. But it's, (laughs) I think it's just funny. I think it's just a funny story. So painful. Oh my God, that's a little- You can end it with like a favorite number. Three. Th- three's mine too. No way! Oh my god, we're twinning! Why is it three for you? Is it just like Because a three is a magic number. What's your least favorite letter? Least favorite letter? I don't think I have one. Mine has to be F or E. I hate them both. Oh, love F. F is, it has to be my you favorite have letter. You to! Yeah, it's your like, yeah, no. 
because I, I would write it out real nice. I don't think I have a least favorite. Q kind of is annoying. I don't know why. I just have a vendetta against Q. Yeah. Just like, Q, come on, be on your own. You don't have to hang around you all the time. You're just taking you down a little bit. I think that's it. I, I mean, if you were listening, uh, DM us your answers. Uh, tell yeah. a scary story to a friend. Get to know them a little bit better. Yeah, and, it's a fun, those are fun questions. And we should, uh, the thing I want to do, the goal, I guess, for the end of the week, for, for this episode, uh, and you guys, I would implore to try along, is I don't have a diary. I really would love to. I tried you before. Right. I, never got I into- feel like, you, yeah, from IBS. I will talk about it next week on how the diary was, you know, how to go, you know, at the end of the episode, I'll let you know if I survived a week full of diarying. I'm going to skip tonight because I'm busy today, but tomorrow, day one of the diary, uh, we'll see what is up. Yeah, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that, because I, I actually just started this past week writing and it's been making me feel a lot better because just not feel judged it's fantastic I guess my kind of goal for the week is just to take at least like an hour to myself or like 30 minutes or something like within just a certain amount of time where I'm just not thinking about anything I think I need to do that because it's a big problemo but yeah I think that's fun and I think that's us that is nuts you can follow us on Instagram we post a lot more frequently because positivity. You post a lot more frequently. I, I need to get so more much. into memes. I am um, the memes and the uh, gifs don't really. I'm not I'm an old soul. <laughs> you really, you genuinely are. Yeah, no, we just basically just post some positivity, some fun, some some stuff that relates to our episodes. Some stuff. My straw. Fun. I'll send you guys the straw, and I'll send you guys the desert. And definitely. Here we are. And follow us um, at nuts.wsb and. Yeah, that's our show. We love y'all. Stay tuned for next week where we're probably going to have a guest. So enjoy. Catch you guys later. Bye. Mixed.